Hello and good evening. Welcome to Popcast on the Rocks for this shorter, quicker episode. I am <laughs> Farmer John. This is uh, Athletics Extraordinaire Andrea. How are you doing tonight? Nice. That was uh, some great alliteration there you had with my name. <laughs> you got great impromptu skills there. <laughs> there yeah. I'm I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Like you said, I'm just uh, obviously getting ready to go play softball. So trying to get myself pumped up and in the zone. You know, how about yeah. yourself? How's your day in the field, Farmer John? Yep, uh, pretty good. Didn't go <laughs> too far. We um, uh, changed the turbo on our combine. So that was most of the stuff. And then we just tried a little bit, being still a little little soft. So, yeah, everybody's got problems with soft beans, huh? <laughs> so relatable, the soft beans. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, so, yeah, I'm going to be winding down. I guess I'm getting ready for, like, uh, the craziness that I'm sure will ensue on television tonight. But uh, right. you're getting ready for something much more exciting, so that's cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I will miss but, all of that uh, tonight, so I'll have to catch the highlights tomorrow, I suppose. Yeah. It is. It is. Uh, yesterday was National Beer Day. If you want to drink along to the debates tonight. <laughs> I know. I yeah. I, I saw you put that. I was. Um, I would like to. Uh, I know there are mm -hmm. games out there available, and Absolutely. it's not hard to come up come up with one. Um, but I've been trying to like cut back on some calories, so I don't know. I just have water right now, so <laughs> that's kind of lame. Well, uh, I, uh, I don't have a beer either. Um, today is national coffee day and national mocha day. So I've got a trusty cup of coffee because I figured I probably shouldn't show up, you know, a couple beers deep into softball. So, although yep. my, my cup does say probably whiskey, so maybe yep. I'm lying. You never know. <laughs> nah, it's coffee. I, I should have done. I should have done coffee if I um, was a little bit quicker here. Could have got some coffee going, but mm -hmm. next time, next year. Yeah. <laughs> next get away to whole another year. Don't drink yeah. any coffee before then. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, well, housekeeping before we get going. Um, so mm -hmm. been kind of down to one episode a week um, as my work schedule has been weird and. Um, you guys have been doing good to accommodate, so thank you. Um, normally, we have our spoiler casts uh, in the middle of the week like this, but um, these are going to be hitting our regular podcast services as well. So if you're a podcast listener, make sure that you go and check out the YouTube page. You know, Previous spoiler cast episodes will be on there. Mm -hmm. Later in the future, unless you demand otherwise, we'll be, we'll be the same. Um, but just for now, we've got the... You, you get a treat, podcast listeners. Mm -hmm. um, so we don't have a ton of news, but we will be getting to uh, uh, just a couple stories. And then the boys season two, episodes five and six, I think it is already. We're getting getting up there. Um, mm -hmm. So no spoilers to begin with, but we'll get spoilery later. So hope you've been watching the show along with us. Um, news wise, well, first I should ask, we know what you're going to do. They're going to softball. Has <laughs> anything else happened in this last week that's that's nuts or crazy or exciting or something with you? Absolutely. Uh, my whole weekend was basically taken over um, because 
my husband's brother got married. So my brother-in-law got married this weekend. Yep. Uh, it was a beautiful wedding and I, uh, the weather held up nicely because everything was, you know, outdoors. So that was really great. We kind of got a little nervous. There were some sprinkles right before the ceremony started, but mostly just empty threats, just, you know, little, little sprinkles here and there and nothing real. So that was really great. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, Chris was in the wedding. I wasn't really, but you know how, I mean, when you're, when your spouse or your partner or your, you know, whoever, um, your significant other is in a wedding, it basically takes over your whole weekend. Cause there's stuff they yeah. got to do. You got to be there early. Like they're like, Oh, I forgot, you know, whatever. Can you pick it up? So yeah. yeah. I mean, so, but- I guess if you really had no connection, you could just say peace and do right. something else. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah not, not for my brother-in-law. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so we had the rehearsal dinner on Friday, and then we had the, the wedding on Saturday, and um, then Sunday was a lot of sleeping to, to make up for it. Sure, so. Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. Yeah, so that was my, my big event this weekend, so my weekend just totally flew by. I bet, yeah. Yeah. Well, we're getting, uh, we're, I guess, not quite midweek, but we're getting there yet. It'll be mm-hmm. another weekend soon. Before you know it. I know. I know. Um, I didn't do a whole lot. I did get to catch up a little bit on the Tokyo Game Show um, mm. happenings. Um, and I didn't see a whole lot of it. A bunch of it is only in Japanese or what I saw anyways. So mm-hmm. watch it anyways. But, um, you know, you don't always get all the information that you would otherwise. Right. Um they did do a, an impressive, pretty lengthy demo of the new Hyrule Warriors game. Um, so I really dug that. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose with all your business, you probably didn't get to see any Tokyo Game Show stuff, huh? Not really. I mean, I I caught uh, the the only gaming stuff I've caught for the week was uh, Resident Evil, was the okay. the new kind of Capcom panel. I didn't catch all of it, but I caught enough of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So I guess you're playing Ethan, which is a person from Resident Evil 7. Mm-hmm. I don't I didn't play Resident Evil 7. I really don't know anything about that character. Seems like he's more supposed to be a blank empty vessel sort of thing for you mm-hmm. more. Yeah, um, I mean, I didn't play a whole lot of Resident Evil 7 either, so this is this is newer to me. Um I think Resident Evil 6 was the last game that I truly played through. I kind of missed 7. So I was actually really disappointed in six. It didn't, it didn't kind of live up to my expectations. So. Yep. Yep. I think everyone felt that way, but it was like, they've been on a hot streak now. Mm-hmm. You know, remake of Resident Evil uh, uh, two and three now. And then, mm-hmm. um, yeah, this eight looks, looks good. Everybody says uh, RE4 vibes. Yes. Yes. Strong RE4 vibes. Absolutely. Yeah. So I so, like it. Uh, yeah, their panel was funny, and um, I caught a little bit of that. Um, and that's kind of it. I I was really, I I wasn't, you know, I was always, like, mixed about Hyrule Warriors because I'm not sure about that gameplay. Yeah. But um, when I saw the gameplay there, it did look fun. The question is, will it get repetitive? But if you get to keep playing with different characters, um, and I'm just really interested in seeing the story play mm-hmm. out um, from Breath of the Wild. I, it actually like spurred me on to try 
like to jump in and play a little more DLC from Breath of the Wild that I hadn't oh. previously. Sure, yeah. So doing that a little bit. So yeah. Nice. That's about yeah. it. There was a bunch of other things, but I didn't those are the things that caught my eye, I guess. So absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been a busy week for both of us. So it's, it's kind of down to just like the bare essentials of what, what we care about, what we are, yep. you know, willing to give up our time to tune in for. So yeah. I totally get it. Um, yeah. And I did... Oh, I was just going to say, I'm, I'm totally excited about the resident evil panel talking about, you know, I mean, we do get to play this character, Ethan, uh, but it sounds like we're going to have some conflict with Chris Redfield. So I'm, I'm excited to see the way yeah. that that, that storyline plays out. So that was, that was what I tuned in for a lot of. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I didn't want to go like searching out for things that I didn't really care about talking about to me is like all the oxygen was taken out of the air from the previous week with mm -hmm. the big gaming news and shakeups yeah. and stuff. <laughs> um, I guess I don't know if we talked about before Amazon announced their game streaming service. They did. You know, so they did. it's really when, you know, we were talking about before how Phil Spencer is like, our, we see our competition is as Google and um, Amazon. Mm -hmm. I think he sees that because uh, these other, they're big players. I mean, they're not right now, but they have the money to become them. I mean, we right. just saw that with Microsoft, he dropped seven and a half billion dollars and uh, these other companies can do that sort of move as well. Yep. So yeah, get some more shakeups, I think. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think uh, I think Microsoft moving uh, to snap up. Um, oh, my gosh. What's the Bethesda? But yeah, what's their what's their parent company, though? ZeniMax. ZeniMax. Thank you. Um, I think that was a smart move now because you don't make a move when somebody's already done something. You make like preemptive moves to like get ahead of the game. So I think them, you know, snapping ZeniMax up was really smart to do now before Amazon announced. Yep. Because I, I think yep. Amazon's announcement wasn't as big as it could have been, to be quite sure. honest with you. Yeah. yeah. They're behind. I mean, everybody else mm -hmm. is... Google, oh, they're launching their streaming service first, you know, before uh, Microsoft's. And, um, um, it's, um, you know, some people were worried that, oh, what's Xbox doing? They're going to be behind already. But then Stadia came out and it didn't work as well for a lot of people and just really didn't have the games. Right. So, um, it's, yeah, I think I wouldn't be surprised if Amazon and Google were in talks as well <laughs> to buy ZeniMax, mm -hmm. but, you know, Microsoft bought, brought the bigger check. And I'm guessing that uh, Google and uh, Amazon, they're going to have to like see some gains before they drop that much money mm -hmm. on. But maybe not. Maybe they're like, okay, we're going to invest, you know, and we're going to yeah. do it. But uh, until they yeah. do that. Well, and I really don't know too much about the leadership there and, you know, what, what experience they have, what they might be looking for, how they see shaping you know, the gaming future at Amazon per se. So I, yeah, it's, it's hard to get a read on, you know, what, what they think their future is besides launching a gaming yep. service. It's, you know, what, what companies yep. might they be attracted to? So. Yep. I mean, when you kind of come down to it, like, you know, Google's all about 
selling ads. So it kind of makes sense that Stadia was built in, like you could mm -hmm. be watching a YouTuber and immediately pick up the game they're playing, you know, and you can, right. it's, I don't know, YouTube is built around ads. And so mm -hmm. you, know, you can see a, a market there or a strategy um, and then building out their cloud infrastructure for it. Um, Amazon also big with the cloud and wanting to leverage that, but they're, it's like moneymaker is cloud and then selling you products, you know, right. so marketing you things. So how do you make those things tie together? I guess. Um, yeah, that'd be interesting what their, what their plays are. Alan brought NVIDIA buying arm. Did that happen? I thought that was, they were in talks. Maybe the, maybe that did happen. If it did, that's a, a that's a miss of mine for sure. Um, maybe that was that was might have been two weeks ago. I was hearing about that. Um, 40, 40 billion, billion. Forty billion for ARM. Mm -hmm. What? They don't have that kind of money. <laughs> um, well. I'll have to look that up uh, and maybe talk about it on another episode. Cause, um, but I remember when that was being brought up, that was a, it's a good, seems like a good fit. Yeah. NVIDIA buying arm. That makes sense. Um, you know, if, if Intel isn't going to move arm, if Intel isn't going to modernize, then uh, I mean, leave it to Intel hurts to, to NVIDIA, yeah. you know, NVIDIA and uh, AMD. So, yeah. Um, in non-gaming things, you have some other, uh, news story quick before we get to yeah. other stuff. What's, what's this? I don't, I don't know anything about this. Maybe you've talked about it before. I haven't. No. Um, I, I haven't heard anything. This is basically coming out of left field for me. Um, but they're, they're doing a half remake, half sequel is my understanding, um, of the craft called the craft legacy. And it's okay. coming out October 28th, you know, right before Halloween on demand. Um, so, you know, going, skipping the theaters, going streaming. Um, and they just released a new trailer, I think yesterday, um, for this. So, yeah. So I don't know if you ever watched the original craft about four high school girls who, who, um, discover, well, one of them discovers that she has you know, witchy powers and, and they all kind of to join together to form a coven to get back at the bullies at school. Um, and then one of them just kind of takes it too far and the other girls have to stop her. So okay. it's, it's pretty old. It's pre, I think it's pre scream Nev Campbell. I think it's just before scream if, if I'm remembering correctly, but she's probably the biggest name that's coming out of the original. Um, but it was a great, okay. yeah. great, like, you know, early teen witch movie. I really liked mm -hmm. it. Um, so I just got, thought it was I've kind of fun of that it. they're doing. Yeah. It's, it's one of those ones that if you haven't watched it, you've at least heard talk of. Mm -hmm. so it's kind of one of those like early classic ones. Um, so yeah, so they've got a new one coming out, so it'll be on demand. So I'm kind of excited about that for Halloween. Yeah. That's cool. Blumhouse. I mean, they make good horror stuff now. Mm -hmm. Creepy yep. things or whatever. Uh, Michelle Monaghan and David Duchovny being... The parents. parents. I like that. <laughs> yep. I, like I did that. too. So, okay. Yeah. Cool. I mean, I recognize none of the younger actresses, but that doesn't. Yeah. Which really I like. I kind of get yeah. some new people in there. Yeah. It's kind of fun when you're not like 
oh, it's, you know, you, it's like Millie Bobby Brown is in there and you just spend the whole time being like, it's Millie Bobby Brown instead of being like, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's whatever character or, or, you know, it's 11, it's L from Stranger Things. Yeah. She's in this movie. Right. So, yeah. Huh. So yeah, I just wanted, no, we just wanted to pop that in there. Trailer. I saw mm-hmm. another trailer today. Like, I'm, there are good or cool looking things coming out and stuff. Just mm-hmm. they're not like the big ones or whatever, you know. Right. right. But, um, all right. Well, um to television. Yeah. To spoilery the boys. It's um, that time. Yeah. Um what did you think of The Boys season two, episodes five and six? So I just watched these today. And so they are nice and fresh in my mind. Uh, These were some crazy episodes. Big payoff for storylines that have been building for a lot of this season. I feel like this this early season, we've we've had some big moments for sure. But here is coming the payoff of, I think, everything that, you know, the Stormfront and Homelander storyline has been pointing to. Because... They get real in these two episodes. Um, you know, they, their antagonistic, like, half, you know, sexual tension relationship just kind of explodes into having sex, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> let's just let's just put it right out there. They, uh, they not only have sex, but they have very physical sex. I didn't see I didn't see this coming. I mean, like we were anticipating a confrontation, mm-hmm. um, which still could happen but yes it's um yeah i didn't i did not see that i know you talked about brought up before how she flirted with him some mm-hmm. but i just seemed to think it was um a play of some kind yeah you know, some sort of move and it does not seem like that now yeah yeah i i really when i when it first started and she sort of like really made the move you know that, that she was going for it. I still thought it was a play, but I wasn't sure that Homelander was going to go for it. You know, it really felt like this could go one of two ways and I don't know which way it could go or Homelander could start this, be into it for like a second and then just be like, no, no, just kidding. I'd like to kill you instead. So I really, up, the- up until they, they actually did it, I wasn't sure they, they were going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have the feeling like um, watch, watching Homelander? I'm like, oh, you're becoming a man. You're yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. He's, so, he's been so childish in that and weird in that kind of thing, like mommy yes. issues stuff. And yes. very, you know, all that makes him uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it was like, it was it was weird. It's weird to have this, you know, character that's so powerful, but is so um, inexperienced and um, mm-hmm. like naive in many ways too. Because you know he's robbed of a regular life, you know. Right. So. Yeah, I thought that that episode five in particular was a lot of accelerated growth for Homelander in terms of. Um, you know, the the previous two seasons, I mean, he is a man, but really he's kind of a child, you know, obviously mm-hmm. we talked about the whole mommy hangups, his whole milk thing. Um, yeah. I mean, he just has a lot of very like childish temper tantrums kind of thing. Yep. And then here in episode five, we sort of like see him 
starting to really break away from that. He still has some sort of growing to do, you know, when um, he basically comes to Stormfront and has a tantrum about all his memes and being mm-hmm. like, I don't need your help. I can do it myself. You know, I just totally saw like a five-year-old stomping their foot and being like, I do it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, coming back like hat in hand to apologize and basically be like, okay, I do need your help was like, I don't know, maybe, maybe growing up in some sort of like teenage years, you know, young adult moving forward. Like I've learned how to apologize. And then finally we're just like catapulting right into full manhood here with our, you know, steamy little tryst that happened. So, (laughs) yep. Yeah. Um, we saw, I mean, there just was a lot in these episodes. They were packed. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of the whole new like campaign around changing the image of Maeve yes. and like the struggle she's so having hard. to get her girlfriend out of things mm-hmm. and s- some, some funny moments. They, they still add in funny, you know, moments with their, you know, their director writers and the yes. actors wanting to rewrite things and like all that kind of thing, I guess. I, I did um, have to point out really quick. I, I know we want to like keep it kind of, you know, high level, but I did have to point out um, right at the beginning, you know, they're filming, you know, Dawn of the Seven or whatever. And they take that break and they do that cut and the director's like, oh man, you know, this has just been rolling ever since that Joss rewrite. And I, and I had to just like stop and die a little bit, just like, Mm -hmm. you know, poking some fun, obviously at at Joss Whedon, um, you know, and all, all the, the shit he's gotten for his rewrite for, uh, um, Justice League. So I just, I don't know. I just, I thought that was a really great moment to just, you know, throw in there, especially for for allegedly being a real jerk on set. Yes. Yes. That's. So, but yeah, no, I thought, I thought I heard that. I was like, are, they, are you talking about something else? That's the only thing I could think of when you talk about Joss. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that was good. That was a, yeah, great um, nerd moment. Yep. Um, we've got a lot of stuff with, um, you know, the group is kind of reuniting now. They're mm-hmm. not going to let Butcher, you know, throw his life away, it seems. Yeah. Um, which again, it's like at least from Huey, I don't know what really he's done to deserve the loyalty. Um, yeah. Um, but nonetheless, I thought it was really great of Huey to point out, like, we're here for you, even though you left us in this total shit pile of a mess you made and just are walking away. Like, it's good to remind Butcher that yeah, like we're doing this for you, and that you did leave us holding the bag here. Oh, the, um, I just saw your comment, you know, about Kimiko going and doing, uh, yeah. people and stuff for money. And that, that was a big there was shift. some gruesome stuff in Ooh. these two episodes yeah. where she rips that guy's face off. That's pretty intense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, everybody I think who's ever watched an episode of the boys knows that they're no stranger to showing you the gore. Um, but but these episodes really had some extra kick to them. Um, yep. Yeah, that that face ripping was uh, pretty intense. I mean, Kimiko really doesn't hold back. And I, I mean, I know 
we learn later that, you know, she's, she's now becoming an assassin and this is what she's been doing for money. Um, but yeah, it, it, in, in the very first kind of opening, I thought this had something to do with Stormfront because I thought she was still kind of on her revenge crusade. And it seems in these two episodes, she's backed off of it a little bit, or maybe she's perhaps afraid of Stormfront. I'm a little yeah. confused on, on maybe how that's working, but it's kind of an interesting twist to her storylines. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've got to see the power she holds. And once you like come down uh, emotionally a little bit, it's got to give you a bit of pause. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're going to do this, you're going to have to do, think it through. It's not right. going to be just, I'm going to charge up there and, Again, like I talked last week, it'd be a Wolverine Magneto situation. Right. So. Right. Yeah. Now um, and now we, as an audience, of course, through Homelander and Storefront's very physical encounter, uh, know that she yeah. can heal, and she's somewhat resistant, adaptive, something yeah. to his laser beam eyes. Yeah. So that's got to be. I wonder if Homelander well. can heal. Like he hasn't really been know. hurt. Yeah, but, you know, I wonder if, yeah, yeah, I think see. I think the show kind of um, has some interesting lines that are drawn that aren't quite clear about um, superheroes' abilities, because in the in the second episode we have one superhero talking about, well, you know, she she is another superhero. I I really couldn't hurt her all that much, or you know. Um, one superhero attacking another, but being able to kill them or Stormfront attacking another superhero and not killing her, even though she thinks she did. So it it seems maybe like everybody has some sort of durability, but I don't know how the levels work out. If that also is on the level with like yeah. how powerful you are, how much healing ability you get. Mm. Not not quite sure how that works, but it but it does seem to work differently for different superheroes. For sure. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at like um, uh, Mento, his name, uh, that yeah. could mm -hmm. read, your, you know, like he was just easily beat up and whatever. So right. he clearly had no sort of re regenerative abilities or something. Right. So. And yeah, I mean, Kimiko, when she totally Fs up uh, A-Train's knee, he clearly doesn't have any ability to to regenerate because right. he has to go through like surgery or whatever. So, yep. so yeah, so I'm not, and I'm the not v sure. helps. So right, maybe yeah. that's the thing, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, maybe it's how much V or how much, um, V you're injected with as a kid or just the way your body reacts yep. to the V. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, so we got this group, the boys mm -hmm. they're they're back together and then, but hiding out in the basement <laughs> as, um, black noir is coming after them. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. I mean, we first we get to see his his like aunt, uh, butcher's aunt or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. That's a drug dealer. <laughs> that's nice. She seems sweet at first, you know, and stuff, but she's got a side hustle. Kick ass old lady. Um, yeah. And we <laughs> and get then, to meet uh, his dog. We yep. get to meet his dog Terror, who's part of the comics. See, I kept hearing Tara. Me like, too. That's an interesting name for yeah. <laughs> I heard Tara at first, and all I could think of was the plantation from Gone with the Wind, and I was like, why, why would he name his dog this? And then Chris actually jumped in and reminded me that Terror was the name of his dog from the comics. Mm. So okay. yeah. Well, he's a true terror, that's for sure. 
<laughs> um, but Butcher should feel bad leaving him behind for so long. That's right. Of it reminds me of promises a... He'll bring Becca back, bring your mom back. You know, what a liar. Yeah, it reminds me of a very, like, Jon Snow ghost situation. Yeah. However, everybody was so pissed that, uh, you know, Jon kept going off on all these quests and leaving ghosts behind. You know, season eight, everybody's like, when are we going to be reunited? So. Hmm. Yeah. Helen says, oh, his name is Barbara Gordon. Uh, <laughs> That's great. Wait, real name. So the actress's name you're saying? Because that would be in, if it was, okay. Actress's name. Okay. 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 That's great. <laughs> uh, nice. She fits right in. She's obviously, she's obviously meant to be part of a superhero series. Right. Um, well, we get to see a little bit of Black Noir's uh, abilities, sort of. We don't really yeah. see it, but clearly yeah. he can create some sort of explosions or something, I guess, huh? Well, and he's and, clearly, he's got healing because he's got all that stuff stuck in him from the explosions and just, like, takes it out of his body and, like, throws it at Huey and M.M., yeah, I didn't know what was going on there for sure. You know, I figured like stuff is just sticking in his armor. But yeah, if something's getting through and when he's big into knives, didn't he use knives against uh, Kimiko too when they fought? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, still sort of in the dark about him, but I kind of, I still kind of like it that way. He's still to me mm -hmm. is the scariest character because yeah. I just, I can't get a read on him. I don't know what he thinks. You know, Homelander's a lot, a lot of bluster, and he could just, you know, he could lose his temper and kill you, but he could also just, like, play something off as a joke and leave you alone. Um, or yep. think he gets the upper hand by just, like, dismissing you. Whereas Black Noir is just so focused and intense. He scares me a yep. lot more. He definitely, yeah, I, I feel like we're going to have to, he's going to be critical at some point mm -hmm. for one side or the other. At this point, he seems really just... Like he's ready to do his orders, you know, mm -hmm. from the top, take take yeah. his orders from the top. But if um, I still get the impression that's if that's what he really wants to do, you know, he kind of, mm -hmm. or maybe not, maybe he's like literally the right hand man mm -hmm. uh, for um, what's his face, the CEO guy, Edgar, Mr. Um, Edgar. Yeah, you know, maybe that's the the deal the whole time is really he's just his guy and mm -hmm. does whatever he wants directly. And I don't know. Yeah. Such a mystery still, but it was a cool confrontation, but unexpected because it's like, yes. well, how are you guys going to get out of this? Yeah. He has him dead to rights or whatever. And then, yeah, we get the call from Edgar and, um, you know, butcher I, lays out his big reveal in front of the other guys. Yeah, I was yeah. really surprised about it. Mm hmm. I mean, yep. that's some that's some big stuff to just, you know, lay out on the line, tell everybody that, you know, you found Becca, she's alive, she was raped by Homelander, she has a son, and yep. that's why she didn't come back with him. Yep. Um, lots of other things. We're running short on time, but we got to yeah. see. It's um so quickly, um, yeah. Stormfront helps Homelander get his uh, his poll polling numbers back up <laughs> with some some sweet meme usage. Yeah, um, I just 
commented the power of meme culture is displayed and and a disinformation campaign like it's really she's she knows what's going on there absolutely um I did also think Stormfront's uh, moment with A-Train was really important because she clearly was part of the Church of the Collective um, before she talks about it, when it used to be pure and it used to oh, be, right, right, right. you know, so I, I feel like that's sort of leading up to to something going on there because they've slowly become a bigger, bigger part of this season, obviously with the deep mm-hmm. joining, getting married, getting way deep pardon the pun, uh, into their ideology. And then now in this next episode, recruiting A-Train to try and join. So, and then, yeah. um, like I said, Stormfront being like, yeah, they used to be pure. Now they just let anybody in. So they they clearly started out as some sort of like racist, possibly neo-Nazi sort of organization. And I don't know what they are now, but also doesn't right. seem good. So um, besides the the frescas which i guess that's good i don't know what the deal <laughs> are there is like there drugs still. in those frescas uh, what is that i know everybody yeah, drinks yeah. that <laughs> they're this, like, having classy a dinner, dinner. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like jesus <laughs> don't even get rid of the cans it just right you know i yeah. mean they pour the frescas in the goblets but they have to have the can yeah. right there <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. So I wanted to ask then, because that's what I thought of first when we sort of got a little more into, um, so as we move into episode six, the mm-hmm. we got a little more with um, Stormfront and then, like you say, the original intent of this church or whatever. Are you yeah. bothered that we're feeling like, oh, are the Nazis the bad guys again? A little, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was just wondering if that was going through your brain. It's like, oh, look, grew up in Germany and <laughs> yeah. you know, turn of the century. And, you know. Right. You know. Yeah. Surprise. I was married to Frederick Vaught. That that I did not see coming. Um, yeah. Right. That was that was a good reveal. Um, I mean, we all knew Stormfront was older than she looked and, um, you know, had had a past as Liberty, but didn't realize it went that far back. So that was a pretty cool reveal. Um, I yep. am, but it's it's light enough that I'm I'm willing to still, you know, go with it somewhere because they could they could do. I hesitate to say this, um, but they could do a really cool storyline that's different than the typical like Nazi storyline. Um. Hard, hard to put that. <laughs> hard to put that in a way that doesn't sound bad. But you know what I mean. Like we've obviously had so many yeah. superhero movies that are set basically before, in right after World War II, that it feels yeah. very much the same. So th- this is something different. I mean, this is set in America. You know, it's obviously years after World War II, even though we have some sort of remnants of that culture. I think it does speak to the fact that. Um, right after world war two and, and during the latter half of world war two, America did let in, um, a lot of, of ex Nazis or people saying that they were ex Nazis, you know, who, who knows how much they really left behind and exploring kind of what the seeds of, of that lenience, um, could grow now in the soil of American culture to take the metaphor all the way. Um, so it's, it's kind of reminds me actually of the hunters a little bit, you know, it's, it's like years after, you know, what would, what would happen? Like, you know, would these people just like assimilate into American culture and just sort of leave all of that behind? Or would there be some sort of, you know, after effect that, that we didn't foresee at the time? So. It's interesting how much is like, 
how much of this is where is um where is this coming from for her like is it more of a this was the original idea behind Vought right. and the whole purpose i mean does it go back to again nazis like you know we want to have a superior race here experimenting mm -hmm. on people or whatever and you want to you know so is it is it that but superheroified you Kinda. know so we're going to make a master race basically and we're going to yeah. use that to and so like she just bought into this mission because she was made into one of them and felt special and stuff or something or right you know and and at what point then did Vought because it feels now like I understand her purpose more like why she be yeah. there mm -hmm. she'd be there because she's been involved the whole time right she's always been there right but the company has kind of taken a life of its own Mm -hmm. And it's now not just, it's now it's, it's run by a board of directors mm -hmm. and shareholders to account for. It's not like, uh, an army of people with a leader that they're right. going to, you know, whatever it's like, well, no, now we have press to contend with all this. So you have Edgar there who's basically, I'm running the show here because, you know, we're a pharmaceutical company, we're an entertainment company, all this stuff. She's going to be from the inside. Right trying to fulfill the true purpose mm -hmm. yet yes i guess yeah yeah i mean that that sort of seems you know the the direction that the show seems to be going and and hinting at um and it also explains of course why you know we we've been talking about in the early episodes why stormfront was given all this leniency and she's kind of you know pushing back against the company and why would they just like let her do that well i mean if she was married to the founder that's kind of got some pull um you know they obviously know how long yep. she's been alive who she is you know she she gets away with some stuff but i have a feeling that mr edgar may be growing tired of that and that's why she's sort of moving on to Homelander as being like, you are the ultimate creation. We need to take back Vought, you know, like you say, from the shareholders, the, the, the stockbrokers, the, the public, whatever. Um, but it, this also, astray. right, exactly. Take it back to the, the true mission. But it also kind of makes me think, um, I didn't think of this before, but I'm just thinking of it now. It does take Homelander and Stormfront weirdly back into a mother son zone. Um, because she is sort of like the creator of this company and her husband was like the father of this company and created all the superheroes. And she's like, you're my greatest creation or you're the company's greatest creation. And that's why I love you. And so now that I'm yep. thinking of it, it's, it is weirdly, it's, <laughs> it's different. It's not as direct, but it is like metaphorically yep. back in that, yep. that same kind of, well, yeah. And with the with the grayness you bring up with that and the complexity of a, of a relationship, it kind of reminds to me makes me think of that's how I see the whole show, and mm -hmm. it's sort of what I'm in a way liking about um, Raised by Wolves, which I won't get into. But it's mm -hmm. just everybody is uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of gray here, mm -hmm. and as much as you might like some people or dislike some people, almost no one is really good. Yeah. Um, I would argue, you know, um, uh, Annie is good, but she just killed a dude now. Yeah, that was um, big. Yeah. And Trying left to save him Huey. behind to just, yeah, bleed out. Yeah. So that's something. And then, um, so now oh. she has to sit and rationalize that however she wants. And then Huey 
I mean, he's a good guy, but I mean, he's killed as well and mm -hmm. he's annoying, but you know, <laughs> so like, and you know, Frenchie, obviously he's, you know, talking about Robin Banks and stuff. Like they're always mm -hmm. on the other side of law, really a lot. Right. Um, so no one, it's, it's a, it's an interesting thing. Now we've got, um, uh, Lamplighter, who we were supposed to yeah. not like, and he's a more complex character. Like he's seems like he has a soul and stuff, but he's also there to just like dispose of the people that don't work out for bot. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Sean Ashmore, Bobby Drake, Iceman. Yep, Iceman to <laughs> Fireman. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, yeah, I I feel like probably our our least um bad characters you know because you say nobody's good our least bad characters at this current moment are probably mm although we we don't know all of his past we did get to see a few cool flashbacks although that was more about like frenchie's story and his role yep. and how you know the group disintegrated and lamplighter killed mallory's uh children and grandchildren um so we don't know if mm has like a, a similar kind of you know dark moment but for now, he seems like actually one of the most stable characters. Um, and then, yeah. um, right, I would have said right before Kimiko ripped somebody's face off, it would have been Kimiko. Because, I mean, she was trapped in a basement. What could she do? You know? And she was trying so she's hard still, to... She has a body count. Well, she, yeah, she definitely does now, for sure. Um, so, yeah, prior prior to that, I would have said, you know, she was she was at least trying to be good. And now it's just, yeah. Yep. Now it's again more more shades of gray. So, yep. Um. Well, but yeah, lamp lamplighter I thought was a big, the whole I mean the whole going to the sanitarium, meeting lamplighter, seeing yeah. seeing basically what Stormfront and to some extent I'm assuming Vought has been doing at this you know institution yeah. trying to inject adults with V and be successful like they were with Kimiko. Um. Yeah, that was that was a big moment to understanding Vought, understanding Stormfront, being introduced to Lamplighter, seeing both Frenchie and Mallory get their chance for revenge on Lamplighter, and they don't take it. So, yep. well, I'm. Do you think we're gonna see? You think is Lamplighter gonna be part of the part of the group, or is I he? Think so. I mean, is he gonna stay kind of uh, doing what he's doing? Well, I, mean, I I don't know if he's going to become, you know, part of the group per se, but maybe like a consultant or like if they really need a favor, he, they might, you know, lean on him and he could yeah. provide because um, he clearly is obviously carrying around a lot of guilt, seems to have some yep. sort of conscience now, at least, um, mm -hmm. you know, doesn't turn them in when Stormfront arrives. Um, yep. Yeah. And and I think the other big moment that that kind of came out of this episode was you know, Huey gets injured while they're at the sanitarium and, and Butcher and, and Annie have to work together to get him to a hospital. They finally start to bond and maybe just yep. maybe Butcher is slowly, you know, taking some baby steps to change his tune about all superheroes are the worst and, you know, we got to kill them all. So maybe yep. he he would be open to working with Lamplighter. I mean, yeah. prob probably a tougher sell, but still. You can't bring in Iceman in this show at this <laughs> juncture and not have him involved. You know, like you gotta, right. he's gotta be around. He's right. gotta be around. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love the way we're introduced to him and, you know, they kind of have this whole jailbreak when they accidentally blow the doors off of uh, one of the uh, inmates rooms. 
and his whole like bargaining chip is like, I was nice to you. Like, don't hurt me. Yeah. Remember, remember when I gave you that extra helping yep. craft shells and cheese? Yep. Oh man. I was like, that is the worst bargaining chip ever. Yes. Yeah, Cindy, Cindy, the, uh, the newer, yeah. I, I, I guess, super being, I don't know that we could call her a superhero or a super villain. Um, but yeah, Cindy, the, the kind of person who survives. Be, yeah. And gets yeah. out, and we see her hitching at the end. So she's, she's clearly like going to be Black Noir type. Yeah, like silent and scary, and what do they want? And yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We see her get uh, get a ride as she leaves the the sanitarium. So we'll see where she ends up and who exactly she's going after. She's clearly yeah. coming for somebody. Yep. All right. Um, we've got to get, uh, get it running. You've got to get a swing yeah. and a throw in. That's right. That's um, right. Got to go stretch so, it out. I don't pull yep. anything. I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's the boys season two episodes five and six. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just two more episodes, right? I think it's an eight season or eight episode season. So. I think so. I think that was uh last season was eight episodes as well. So. I don't think that yeah. there was a plan to to deviate from that, but we'll see. Certainly, yep. certainly wouldn't mind more because it does seem like a lot to try and wrap up, even partially, for season yep. two. So, in two episodes. Well, everybody should follow us on all the social media things, mm-hmm. podcasts on the rocks everywhere. Um, I often play when I get the chance. I stream some with my brother-in-law at Lucas three three three. That's Lucas with a K on Twitch. Find us there. Thank you to Killing the Flower for our theme song. They are they can be found on Spotify, Instagram, YouTube. Um, so go and check them out. Um, again, we're back to about one episode a week, probably. You know, we'll fit them in when we can. <laughs> uh, so stick with us. Stick by our social media. And um, yeah. That's about it. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining me, Andrea. You have good luck out there. Thank you. Cheers, everybody.